Hello there listeners this is Shiva again and um, today we have a very interesting person this is uh, I'm with Dr Arsi Marun she is an interventional cardiologist and uh, she is currently the director of the coronary chronic total occlusion program at the Medical University of South Carolina US but I'm going to let her tell you what she really does and more about what she does so hello Arsi Can you tell us what you really do and because half the things that you do I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you Shiva it's really uh, nice to be here with you. So I'm an interventional cardiologist that is uh, I'm a cardiologist who does invasive procedures on patients. I go through the blood vessels in the arm or in their leg and pass wires and catheters uh, to the blood vessels of the heart and the blockages I open them with balloons and stent and uh, chronic total occlusions uh, are blood vessels which are blocked completely uh, for more than 3 months that is they are 100% blocked there's no okay. blood flowing through them because of the blockage mm-hmm. and i basically go through the blood vessel around the blood vessel behind the blood vessel <laughs> in whatever way i can and restore uh, the normal blood flow okay. so this is like a special niche kind of a procedure so apart from my general medicine training and general cardiology training and interventional cardiology training i had to go train how to do the, these chronic total occlusion okay. procedures this sounds so. really complex to me <laughs> it is complex in general but it's a lot of fun <laughs> in, okay i'm not going to comment on that so you done your medical training in india first and then you moved from here to the us yes that's correct okay. i moved to the us in 2004 okay. i actually started off as a surgeon i wanted to be a cardiothoracic surgeon wow, okay. but then i realized we interventional cardiology do way cooler things than the surgeon <laughs> i'm going to say so <laughs> <laughs> it's all perspective right <laughs> okay so now uh, now arsin knows a lot about the human heart so now let's ask him more about this so my first question so now arsin also is damn cool because she does a lot of workouts too she uh, also talks to her clients a lot about working out and keeping themselves healthy so this is what i want to know first first of all So there's a lot of a lot of awareness about fitness and to stay healthy but not many people know how to go about it. So uh, say for instance a newbie may just want to go and get started off with a boxing class mm-hmm. without understanding their body type or body capacity or their metabolic conditioning at all. Mm-hmm. So as a trainer when somebody comes to me I'll first check their metabolic conditioning and then move them on to what they are capable of based on their work capacity. Now what do you have to talk about? understanding somebody's cardio capacity before getting onto a fitness regimen okay that's a very excellent question shiva so number 1 is as you said you need to assess a person's basic capacity physical capacity so i can kind of split what you're asking into two different mm. things if you have a person who's already an athlete and coming to step up their workout i think your job is way easier yeah. for but for a person who's never been to a gym who's mm. never worked out and comes to you you need to definitely give them a baseline test okay and uh, kind of either see how much uh, uh, you know uh, exercise they can do like this in the form of a treadmill walk test or squats or push-ups or uh, sit-ups etc kind of find their bases then you do it up then i feel everybody should have some aerobic activity and also do Uh, weightlifting we kind of underestimate the importance of weightlifting in life and they all think cardio is the only way to yeah. lose weight but the you can in- 
do cardio even with weights you can get your heart rate up even Pumped with up, weights yeah. exactly so your goal is in general to get to 85% of your age measured um heart rate right okay. so that is basically 220, 220 minus age is your target maximum heart rate Other, in that you need to go to 85% of it so you can either get that by walking running uh, sprinting rowing or doing kettlebell swings push ups or deadlifts you know and anything yeah. is okay so if you can normally walk around a block without shortness of breath then your first step is to be just walk do that faster and improve your stamina okay, okay? but if you don't do that also and you get you know short of breath from going from your bedroom to your bathroom or bedroom to the kitchen then you basically need to start walking around the block mm-hmm. at a slow pace first and take frequent breaks so i have patients sometimes you know who've never done anything before and they have a heart attack and they're like you know i this can never happen to me again how do i prevent this and i'm like start exercising that's just inactiveness that's just inactiveness they're not doing anything okay. they are uh, they have sedentary jobs computer desk jobs okay they get up in the morning go in a car to work sit behind a desk finish work get up come back sit in front of the tv watch dinner go to sleep that's all they okay. don't even take 5000 steps per day okay okay for that person i say you're going to set a time in your calendar okay. that this is going to be your exercise time and you start off with 15 minutes a day that's mm-hmm. your first week and in that first week you do 30 seconds of as fast as you can walking and 2 minutes of as slow as you can just to catch your breath then go 30 seconds of as fast as you can and keep alternating like this for just 15 minutes the first week okay the next week you increase from 30 to 45 seconds and then so on and so forth you know okay. so the goal is the american heart association recommends that you get 30 minutes five times a week that is total of 150 minutes per week of cardiovascular exercise right okay so this is good so whenever somebody wants to start off they should first of all understand how their body reacts to any activity exactly. first of all before they plunge into something really big so that's really good so now um, there is something like you know understanding your capacity first are there any signs that we should look out for yes. for a healthy heart uh, or for a weak or an unhealthy heart okay are there any symptoms okay so when you first start off like you know the regimen i told you uh, but if you have a healthy heart every week to every 10 days you should be able to improve you should be able to go to the next step level okay next level okay. of intensity you have you should be able to go from 30 seconds of speed walking to 45 seconds to a 1 minute to a mo- it should be a steady progression okay? okay your curve should be upwards but if you're not able to progress and you feel like you're hitting a wall because you're so short of breath or you just feel discomfort or something which is stopping you then something is wrong you okay. it's not mind over matters let me push and push, be a yeah. cowboy and you know break all barriers something is wrong okay in general exercise fitness it's all mind over matters but if you're doing it for the first time you need to be prudent about it also and after the first week of exercising and you're just not improving and you're still in the same place as day 1 there has to be a difference from day 1 day 7 to day 1 okay but you're at day 7 day 10 day 15 but in the same way as you were in day 1 something else is going on you need to see your cardio not a general physician or etc maybe get a exercise exercise stress test mm-hmm. um you know just to make Check sure your rp and then yeah yeah your heart rate is okay yeah. your ekgs are okay, okay. Uh, ecgs are okay mm-hmm. and go on from there
Okay, that's that's a good way to understand yourself too. So okay, so now that we're already at it, so this is like a question that's very prevalent these days, and it's a little scary too. I myself have heard of a couple of instances, and uh, you must have too. So this is about athletes or uh, people who actually are into a lot of activity. Say, this is an incident that happened uh, some time back about a runner who is about 62 years old. finished a morning run and uh, he was absolutely fine but came back and just passed out okay so he was absolutely fine and then there was another case also of a completely perfectly normal um person who works out really well but passed out during a workout now this is really really appalling and it's a little scary too yes. for us so how do we understand this uh what is actually going on should we be scared So what do you have to tell us about this so what you are talking about is sudden cardiac death right okay so it can happen in two forms one is a young professional athlete like mm. a basketball player or a football player they have been exercising all through their uh, life so the heart muscle gets super very thickened or hypertrophied and they have what is called a athlete's heart okay and that's a different pathology okay so i'm not going to go into that because that's a separate pathology and uh, it's a professional athlete who's probably getting under medical care etc so that's a different uh, topic by itself so you are talking about a person who exercises for fitness and um, goes on with that okay so there are two components we do know that patients or fitness people who are doing moderate exercise mm-hmm. have the maximum benefit okay, okay. uh people who don't exercise and people who do extreme exercise actually don't have benefits but rather get ill effects any time we do a lot of physical activity or let's say run a marathon you are putting your body under stress like okay. a lot of exertion lot okay. of exertion yeah. there's a lot of anti accident injury happening you're dehydrated yeah. there is a lot of muscle breakdown you know your electrolytes are way high etc that's why hydration is important throughout electrolyte balance is important throughout uh if you don't maintain your hydration your body is just your blood is getting thicker and thicker as you are running mm-hmm. and then you literally become almost what i say procoagulant where you form clots clots okay. and then that can happen to the blood vessels of your heart so okay. hydration is important and then not ignore the warning signs mm-hmm. so let's say you're training for a marathon and you're stepping up your uh, running regimen okay? okay and when you step up for your running regimen you notice something is not right with your body but instead of paying attention to those symptoms you say oh i can do this i can get over this and you push your mind over the body and not listening to your body that's where the trouble comes okay, okay? so the symptoms i'm talking about is uh, you know everybody expects this classic chest pain Yeah, so, like in the movies, you yes, just like grasp your heart, heart and just fall. Around. It never comes like that. Okay. It is more a sensation of something bad is going on. You know, okay. I call it an impending sense of doom. Okay. And literally, uh, what I tell my patients is, beneath your chin to above your umbilicus, if you have this discomfort, you know, I'm not calling it pain. I'm not calling it tightness. I'm not. It's just some sort of a discomfort which comes on. You cannot describe it. You just feel it. You just know something is wrong. Okay. Don't push past it. 
for okay. God's sake. Please stop. Do Catch you also your breath. Like sweat a lot or not all no, patients, not all especially okay. diabetic patients, may not have that. Okay. okay. And sometimes diabetic patients may think that they are having low blood sugar and that's why they are sweating a lot. Okay. And then they ignore it. Okay. Okay. And diabetics also get lots of uh, silent heart attacks also. And uh, and all they might feel is slightly more difficulty breathing than what they had. That's but all. That's really dangerous because you wouldn't know. Exactly. Yeah. So, so any time a person who is exercising feels like um, something is wrong with their exercise tolerance, there's a decline or they're not moving up on their exercise capacity, it needs to be evaluated. Okay. End of story. Okay. It's when we ignore that and say, oh, it's nothing, it's nothing, I'm just training too much. Okay. Or uh, you exercise and you come back and you sleep for two hours okay. which you've never done before okay. and all of a sudden you're doing it something is going on you need to get it checked out so doctor what you're saying is the symptoms are like it's not like just a day before or just before happening that your body keeps sending you signals for a long time and you keep ignoring it until it happens sudden cardiac death is a culmination the process probably started two to three weeks before Wow, okay. And we don't realize it. It's we very realize, subtle. Yeah. Especially athletes, it's so subtle. And uh, you need to be very mindful of your body. Especially if you're above, if you're a male above the age of 55 or a female above the age of 65. You definitely need to be very mindful about your body in terms of when you're exercising. If you're a diabetic, that age uh, gap actually comes even 10 years uh, mm-hmm. earlier you know so you have to be very mindful doesn't mean you need to stop exercising yeah. I'm never you know, of all again enough, several studies have shown that the only thing which improves your quality of your life not your quantity yeah. of your life your quality of your life is, is being physically yeah. active and exercising so you need to like mindfully progress your workouts one and also understand if you progress too fast. Exactly. If it doesn't work for you, right? Yes, yes. So, um, are there any ways that we can take care of our heart health other than just, you know, careful exercise planning? So, eating also is really important, right? And you yourself talk a lot about eating clean because your work is really, really hard. You work from day to night and then you have told, told me how like after your like a stressful uh, day or like a yes. hard day yeah. after your, all your uh, processes and you want to have like a small piece of chocolate yes. but you know how to manage how you eat and your work and your family and everything yes. so tell us a bit about how you can manage your eating patterns and your workouts your home and everything so it, it, you know it's uh, uh, people need to realize working out is like brushing your teeth hmm. how you will never leave your house without brushing your teeth most of the time yeah. <laughs> uh, you should not leave your house without having work, uh, worked out for the day hmm. or finishing going to sleep without working out working out is a part needs to be a part and parcel of life unfortunately most of my patients come to me at the age of 55 65 etc by which the habits are already formed and working out is not in their daily it's not process. incorporated it's already, not so yeah. it's, it's not there So I feel we need to actually catch patients earlier. We need to tell our 18-year-olds and 25-year-olds and 30-year-olds, for God's sake, start working out. How do you even do that? Because they're just not interested. I mean, I think the awareness is definitely improved compared to when we were growing up, I think. Like, you know, definitely awareness is we had activity, doctor. I think we run around a lot more than kids of today. Yes, I know the internet addiction, the screen time addiction is, uh, you know, parenting, we need to be, especially I feel like in the Indian societies, we 
concentrate so much on education we don't yeah. concentrate on physical uh, fitness and i think that is a that is why the a big epidemic of uh, in, or uptick in cardiovascular disease right. is seen in india because we all and even at a young age right yes, yeah. uh, i see 30 i've heard of 35 year old patients with complete uh, occlusions Oh my and uh, when my uh, other friends tell me that I'm appalled like what these are the things I see in my 60 year olds and 50 year olds and 70 year olds and they say oh I just did a 35 year old I'm like 35 year old person yeah. and that is all because of our poor diet and our poor physical fitness so balancing it all together is prioritizing mm-hmm. if it's a, if it is important for you yeah. you will do you it you should do it yeah. yes if it is not important for you you'll only find an excuse mm-hmm. how to not do it so you need to believe and accept that physical training is important in the same way eating also it's unfortunate to see all the horrendous horrible fast food industries which has devastated america to uh, which have come to india yeah okay yeah. i'm talking about every fast food the pizzas yeah. and the burgers and the fried chickens and everything which is using everybody mm-hmm. like swiggies are food now nobody's cooking yes so nobody's <laughs> cooking so there's no fresh yeah. food and i'm a big proponent of eating clean in the sense no processed food eat food which is real like eat yeah. the meat eat the fresh leafy yeah. vegetables etc uh, and uh, you know eat real food not processed food when you look at something it needs to look like the real food when sometimes you don't even know what you're eating because yeah. it has been through the processor so many times and it is just mulled up together to and uh, added chemicals so yeah. that it is hyper palatable and we get addicted to the taste like what is cheetos what is cheetos made of <laughs> you know what what food source is it made of i'm just quoting an example yeah. but there are so yeah. many other things like that you know so i think uh, uh, going back to eating clean like you know eat what is real and um, think of fruits and everyone thinks because it's fruits it's natural it's perfect it's uh, you know god's own food you can eat how much ever you want moderation is key i think of fruits as nature's candy and candy should be eaten more eaten in moderation, moderation yeah. so it should be once a week or twice a week or you know on special occasions not every day and i people might hate me for saying this but i am completely against fruit juices when you eat yeah. a whole fruit you at least you get the, the fiber actually, yeah. yeah you at least get the fiber yeah. which slows down the sugar absorption when you take off all the fiber and just drink fruit juices you're just spiking your blood sugar and insulin is coming after it and change, taking all the sugar and converting it into fat and all this fat goes into your abdomen into your kidneys into your liver and of course my favorite organ the heart <laughs> <laughs> seriously so i think uh, being conscious about um, your blood sugar levels yes. whether you're a diabetic or yeah. not is important so that that i mean now that again you also wanted to touch upon a little bit about diabetes and also about keeping your yourself happy and having a healthy heart so how do you alternate food so you know i always say is like few food is fuel hmm. okay right if you don't take your car and put petrol in the car every time you see a gas station yeah. petrol station right only when you need it. only when the tank yeah. is empty you go put petrol yeah. right your body is also the same yeah. how come you're treating your car way better than you're treating your body we so you think should think of it like that exactly. i see chocolate i want chocolate exactly so the same thing you should think of your body uh, food as a fuel and give it fuel only when you need it okay so you don't need to have 10 meals a day okay 
you can be completely happy with three good meals a day and you don't have to have everything on the plate you know how our parents say clean your plate clean your plate and but then if you're lowering your plate yeah. with too much food you don't actually need Not to clean yeah. your plate eat to satiety like eat till you're full not till you are in food coma or something like yeah, that you know exactly. so that's a, so it's a balance it's a, it's being mindful uh, shiba that's okay. what i will say be thoughtful and mindful of what you put in your mouth and when you are putting it and why you are putting it into your mouth okay that makes a lot of sense so which also is like you know about the diabetic uh, like epidemic in the world uh, the same thing yes. about uh, you know young age young adults having, having diabetes, diabetes. So I think I want to uh, talk a little bit about the hormone insulin. Yeah. Okay, it's the most protective. Uh, it's because of insulin the human race has survived. Okay, because what insulin does is take when you eat food. Like let's say I'm eating uh, a piece of uh, uh, chocolate right hmm. now. Okay, since that's a favorite topic. <laughs> We eat chocolate right now. My blood sugar goes up. Okay, insulin. Your pancreas senses the insulin and secretes the insulin. Say so we need to metabolize this uh, blood sugar, and what it does is it converts the blood sugar into fats. So basically, insulin is the hormone which or the person who saves the food for the rainy day. Okay, yeah. so it takes that energy source of sugar and puts it into a like a go down. or when it's famine or rain outside and when you don't have food outside it will open the go down and take the stored energy for utilization mm. okay so but you need to expose to famine and rainy day right, right? so that the stored <laughs> energy can be used but if you never ever allow your body to go into that state and you're always uh, adding yeah. more and more food to it uh, the the all your go downs are overfilling out. <laughs> it's overfilling yeah. and then you know you we are all obese we are all diabetic we are all insulin resistant yep. you know and then uh, it's just it, we are killing us we are committing uh, suicide yeah. <laughs> without realizing it exactly yeah, we we are also being crazy by doing that right i don't understand it is because uh, you know unfortunately the food industry is become uh, very greedy i would say all the foods are made hyper palatable yeah. like a packet of chips is just not salty it's hyper salty yeah a, a box right. of chocolate is not just sweet it's hyper sweet so they take our uh, taste receptor thresholds they and they increase it so we don't respond to uh, uh, the normal level of sugar it needs to be so much intense for us to even feel the taste of uh, heightened taste of sugariness or saltiness and then that's not enough we form resistance to that and then we become more to it it's like you know it's uh, you know the sugar stimulates the same areas of your brain like cooking exactly i was just going to ask you about this because it's so addicted to it it is very addictive yeah. to it and unfortunately sugar is legal yeah <laughs> it's a very cooking is not. <laughs> exactly i'm not saying legalize cooking but, but, i'm like but saying we're talking about why this is because even i feel that sometimes because i love sugar love chocolate but then we know how to deal with it but sometimes you know your brain just messes you up because it makes you feel like you need it so uh, there's a perfectly yeah. good reason for that yeah. as i said as i said insulin chases it yeah. right so if i let's say if i eat one piece of chocolate and uh, x units of insulin is secreted into my body 
but then the so much of insulin is secreted it has already metabolized the sugar yeah. your blood sugar falls down but the insulin is still hovering around so it's like excuse me i am here where is my sugar, sugar for me to yeah. so immediately it sends signal to the brain go and Give get me sugar. more sugar yeah. so that i need to work i am here and i'm ready to do my job but i don't have uh, any glucose to metabolize go get me more sugar so your brain processes it and oh i need more food so it goes and you start eating more and the vicious cycle goes oh, on yeah. it comes like chicken came first or egg came first <laughs> and uh, whole of india is diabetic yeah. you know, <laughs> So, okay. Uh, so yeah, that makes sense. So now um so how important is dealing with all this? In dealing with all this, how important is resistance training? And how important is like lifting some weights and working out properly and organizing your workouts properly, eating clean and leading a wholesome life? You know, how do we go about doing this? So, uh number 1 is prioritizing yeah. weight training has several benefits okay mm. uh, number 1 the older we get we lose uh, bone mass mm. and weight training is pretty much the only way we can increase our bone mass as we are going it's almost like stimulating uh, the bones to get stronger so osteoporosis is one of the leading causes of death in people over the age of 75 so this that is not exclusive for women alone right no, it's for everybody everyone yeah. it's not exclusive for young people yeah. alone it is more important weight training is more important. important for older people yeah. and i'm not saying go lift 30 pounds or 50 pounds or you know i'm just saying go ahead even 5 pounds that is 2 and 1/2 yeah. kgs or 5 kgs is enough so to simply basically you're only applying an external resistance it could be even with a resistance band exactly so it doesn't mean that you go and just do a barbell whatever yeah. so people don't understand that you know at the outset like that and there also this big myth that women do a bodybuilding or lift weights they're going to become Balka. like a yeah. bulk up and become a orthodox washnega i wish it was so yeah easy. <laughs> i wish too but it's not but, but now that you said it can you just please tell the world that you know women lifting weights if only it was easy to bulk up you know would all would love it but but because you know because of the hormone we have estrogen we're not going to bulk up can you just tell it definitely i'll repeat it a few more times yeah. seriously yeah. so nowadays women want to be thin yeah. okay and there is this uh, uh phenomena called being skinny fat yeah. where they're all soft and pudgy like a jelly belly like kind of which is but they're skinny but they're skinny yeah. okay so clothes they wear clothes and it fits them well etc but there is absolutely mu- no muscle mass they have no strength at all and that is not healthy yeah. at all because that also predisposes mm-hmm. you to all the diabetes and everything the other fun part is uh, let's talk about the fun part when you actually do weight lifting and uh, do uh, resistance training you actually increase your metabolism right. there is actually something called post exercise burning mm-hmm. okay where if you exercise uh, you lift weights especially your big muscles like your biceps and your quadriceps and yeah. things like that you continue to burn calories for the next 24 to 40 you know, hours amazing you can actually eat a little bit more <laughs> healthy healthy yeah. a little bit more you know and then also for older people apart from osteoporosis balance you know for them to have a good sense of balance 
and uh, proprioception, which yeah. is basically knowing where to, so that they don't trip and fall. Yeah. Weight training is essential. Way I cannot um, uh, tell you how important, how essential weight training is. And again, it does not have to be 50 kgs and 100 yeah. kgs. Simple, like 10 kilograms or 5 kilograms yeah. is enough to start and then you can keep going yeah. on with it. Skinny fat is not healthy. Not it is not and, healthy at and all. please tell them again that women with just estrogen, you're not going to get you muscular like men. Yeah. Unless you go and take some external steroids, steroids or something, yeah. it's very difficult yeah. for women to bulk up and yeah. have the same muscles like Salman Khan or something like that. So don't <laughs> worry only, But then it's not going to happen. <laughs> it's not. It's really, unless, you know, you have external components or, you know, you do other stuff. It's not easy yeah. at all. So yeah, it just makes you strong and it's important for your core and if right. your core is strong your posture is better and if your posture is better you don't get back pain and you know I see patients uh, oh I'm having so much back issues and their belly is like almost like twin pregnancy belly I'm like you You're know carrying so much, so much weight you know I, I'm sure every pregnant woman who's been pregnant will understand the last trimester of pregnancy you're suffering man because your, right. your, your belly is so big your back is hurting and honestly that is when I felt like this is how it must be to be morbidly obese to carry yeah. such a big belly and walk up. and I don't know how they intentionally choose it at least pregnancy is a temporary condition <laughs> you get over it yeah. you know so the, the strain you put on your back is so much and then you God forbid you tell them you need to lose weight. Patients yeah. get really angry with you, you know. Uh, but they don't realize you need to fix yourself first and instead of searching for medications and surgical yeah. procedures. Instead of spending so much mon money on medicines, you should just spend your time and efforts on eating better and your exercising. Yeah. Yes, yes. So, yeah, that makes sense. So, Dr. Arasi, like to wind this all up, what in your words, what would you like to like, give away as a, like a takeaway for all of us? to just lead a healthy life and because heart is your favorite to have like a healthy heart so prioritize your health yep. okay how much of a stressful your life is if you're not healthy you're and if you have a premature death you're not going to help your family at all so if you want to help your family help yourself and you're not a selfish person to take a, a time out of your busy schedule to go work out for 30 minutes or 45 minutes and prioritize what you're eating you are not doing your family a favor by taking them out to a fast food restaurant and make uh, and feeding them processed carbohydrate uh, uh, and disgusting oil <laughs> fat fatty foods instead instead eat together at home yeah. have a home cooked meal have clean foods make sure your food resembles the way it needs to be and it doesn't look like a foreign object which was created in a chemistry lab spend time to, with your family be mindful and yeah. that will keep you healthy and uh, your heart strong. That is that is so, so, so nicely to say that, Arasi. Thank you so much. So this is Dr. Arasi for you and she has such lovely things to tell us. And thank you so much, Dr. Arasi, for being with us and uh, for telling us everything that we needed to know. And um, so, uh, and uh, this is uh, Dr. Arsi Maran, and you can contact her as where can they contact you, Doctor? Uh, my email is m a r a n at m u s c dot edu. 
you can reach uh, reach out to me on um, uh, email i'm on twitter to at rcm um, i don't practice in uh, chennai at this time i'm uh, practice only in america at this time so that doesn't matter you can tell them where you'd be so yeah i will i'm in charleston south carolina at the medical university of south carolina and as i said i'm available by email if you anyone has any questions so i'm sure like you know it's so nice for her to like give out her email so guys just make use of that you can ask her what you want and just you know she she's kind enough to tell us so thank you so much rasi for being here with us and have a great day and have a great year ahead thank you shiva i'm so glad you're doing this and taking the effort to um, reach out to as many people and educate our people about this uh, it's a great great effort thank you so much and bye bye everybody